It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Yes! Caught! Touchdown! They did it! Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Hour number two. Still a lot to get through here on the show. Coach Anderson, A.J. Vong-Pachan, Justin McGriff all met with the media earlier today. Utah State getting ready for game number one for the Utah State football season. Saturday, 2 o'clock kickoff on Merlin Olsen Field. That's a whiteout. They unveiled a new uniform, crisp new look, a throwback uh, to the, uh, the, the 60s with Merlin Olsen. Very high level of success during that era. So Utah State uh, following up on that, uh, following up on their own success from a year ago. So uh, we'll hear from Coach. We'll hear from the players this hour. Uh, we didn't hear from any of the players last hour, so you'll get to hear from them uninterrupted. A.J. Vong Pachan and Justin McGriff. And coming up at uh, around 5.20, we're going to try to give away some free bread. Old Grist Mill Bread and Butter Play of the Week uh, was designated Friday night at the end of the uh, broadcast for the Skyview Bobcats, Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis. And if you were listening, you paid attention, or you've gone back and watched the replay, call us at, uh, at when we call for it at about 5.20, and the first one to get it correct is going to win some free bread. And I believe the rule is if nobody gets it, I get the free bread, right? <laughs> I don't know. We should have something like that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I think the answer is no, because I think the official policy is I'm ineligible for any yeah, of our we, contests. We really can't win hardly anything. In Except for Justin Welker might, uh, <laughs> he <laughs> might call in. Except actually, I don't know if <laughs> I actually haven't learned what the bread and butter play of the game is. So, uh, Well, I've got it tucked away over yeah, here. Yeah, see, Eric knew the Keeping answer to that, and then I knew the trivia question. In so a we're, sealed envelope. Do you even know it? or? What was the old thing? It was in an envelope, sealed in a mayonnaise jar. What is the this? Old Johnny Carson show? Oh well, no. I've only barely heard the name. Johnny that's Carson. really going back. I uh, I do have it. I knew the play. I've got it right here. See, uh, I, I I know the Logan one, but I told Al that one. So it's true. You you're doing it for a different radio station. Yeah. Those other guys. Uh, we'll we'll do some things where we'll recap some stuff, some highlights from. The, uh, the weekend for Region 11 and our other local high schools from the area and how things went on Friday. Interesting week this week with different times, different days. We'll make sure you know who's playing where and when. Uh, but before we move any further, as we mentioned, one of those is uh, a doubleheader high school football game on Thursday, the Rocky Mountain kickoff. And we threw it out there. there were kind of a unique thing happened this weekend with football. USU women's soccer, <laughs> uh, they're uh, scoring a lot of goals over the course of their first two games. And so we wanted to know, when was the last time USU women's soccer scored seven or more goals within their first two games? We've had a couple different people try to win this, and then during the uh, the, the news break there, 
Jason, we actually had somebody who called in with the correct answer. They did, and so the correct answer was they last did it in the year 1999, so before the new millennium. Uh, funny thing is, is that uh, so they played Idaho State in the first two games of this. They actually played Idaho State in their first game in 1999. Were actually shut out in that first game. They then scored nine goals in their next game against UW Green Bay, the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. Although that game was, for reasons I am not aware of, <laughs> played in Iowa City, Iowa. Oh, um, so I don't know what was happening back in 1999 or something. But they scored nine goals in a neutral site game against. Wisconsin Green Bay. Wow. Well, during our break, Nate called in. He got the answer correct. So congratulations, Nate. He wins four tickets for the uh, doubleheader, a high school football game doubleheader coming up on Thursday on Merlin Olson Field. The tune-up to get you ready for the Aggie football game on that same field Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll have more chances to win. Uh, we've got more four packs that we're going to be giving away over the course of the next few days. Uh, so... Don't be sad if you didn't win today's giveaway. We'll have more opportunities in the future. A um, couple of texts come through uh, while we were during our break. I uh, want to get to some of those. Uh, 2776. Uh, must be nice for Eric to have a co-host who knows the answers to his own trivia questions. Yes, I do know the answers. <laughs> I do have to write them down to make sure I remember them. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Was that an instant where Ozzy asked a Twitter or a <laughs> Trivian didn't know the answer. I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) That means it definitely (laughs) happened. Uh, 6-8-6-5 wins the giveaway for Saturday's game against UConn. Uh, Unfortunately, I I don't have tickets to give away for Saturday's game against UConn. If we do come across some, we will absolutely give them away. It'd be fun to uh, find more ways to get people there. Yeah, we'll have to work on that, see if we can get a hold of any. Yeah. Uh, 9315, would Ajay be able to win the bread and butter now that he is off the show? He always wanted to take it home like Jason. Um, <laughs> he is no longer part of the show, so he is he could. So Ajay, you got to call in. Ajay Salveson or Sanjay Albertson, either one could win. <laughs> <laughs> it's available for either one. So, yeah, we will give away uh, free bread coming up here around 520. Uh, but this uh, since we're talking high school football here, Jason, um, this Mountain Crest team. Now they didn't score a ton of points uh, Friday like they had the week previous. Their defense was very opportunistic in week one, but they went up against a team in a in a higher classification. And Payson played well, strong defense, and they end up winning that game seven to three. They're two and zero, and uh, they are the only team in Region 11 to start out undefeated so far. Yeah, it is really interesting. And, and speaking of Ajay, he tweeted out an, an interesting tidbit that he looked up. Said that since 2000, or the <coughs> the 2000-2001 season, Mountain Crest had started 2-0 six times. And of those five previous seasons, three won at least nine games. So... 2 and is not a bad sign for Mountain Crest normally. It's a great start. Great um, start and, for them. And it is tricky against us non-region, but I mean, going against a higher you know, classification team, not the greatest one in Payson, but still, they have more depth and things like that. So it's a good sign. And that'll really help them in their RPI, <laughs> not only getting the win, but also performing well against a team in a higher <laughs> classification. Uh, now, the RPI 
grades, 4A, 5A, 3A schools, all the same. There's no really weighted advantage of playing a 5A school versus just another 4A school. I, I think that there should be. I, I think if you're playing multiple 5A schools, that should be weighted better. Because if you're a team playing multiple 5A schools and another team is playing multiple 3A schools, they will be treated the same. But I don't think they should. But that's how the RPI is built. Yeah, and that's... You do get an advantage if you play a 6A team. Yeah. There is an advantage there. Or if you play a 2A team, that is a knock against you. So, But 3A, 4A, 5A are all grouped and classified the same in the RPI statistics. Yeah, and to some degree that makes sense as to why they would do that. But to your point, I think if you're playing more 5A teams, then yeah, you, you probably should you know, get some bonus. I don't know if there's a good way to calculate that into the formula. There may not be. But on a one-game basis, not a huge difference between you know, a 4A team playing a 5A team or a 4A team playing a 3A team in, in a lot of cases. Because there's good 3A teams and there's bad 5A teams and so on and so forth and vice versa and all that jazz. So, you know, I, I kind of get that. I think also part of it is that if you're a 5A team that – Potentially could be uh, – it would go both ways. If you're a 4A team and you get the benefit, an, an extra bonus for playing a 5A team, a 5A team may get a knock for playing a 4A team. And there just aren't very many 4A teams. So to help with scheduling, I think they had to open it up to make it so that it's all equal in how it's weighted and how it's valued. Maybe that's a better way. It's how it's valued. So 5A, 4A, 3A, all counts the same um, if you're a 4A school – now, if you're a 3A playing a 5A, I have to double check on that. But I, I think they're all the same. I feel like if you're playing like two divisions down or two divisions up, like, you know, if you're a 4A playing a 5A, a 5A playing a 6A, you know, maybe not much extra benefit because you're like right in there. But if a 5A is playing a 3A, that should be a bit of a knock because that's going way down in terms of school size. And so there's definitely an advantage there. Even the best 3A teams will struggle against some mediocre 5A teams, despite having better players, just depth and size and things like that can really hurt. Uh, a couple of the teams that uh, had nice performances this last week, Bear River getting their first win, uh, the Trampas Weight era beating a higher classification team in Clearfield, 33-14, to uh, getting uh, you know some uh, nice positive direction for that Bear River team. Excited to see what's happening there. Uh, they're going to be at Highland this week, who hasn't won yet. So maybe opportunities to build off of that. Um, and then Logan with a nice win on the road at Juan Diego, which you saw firsthand. Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, Juan Diego struggling a little bit this year. They were like 8-3 and three last year. Good, you know, triple option team. This year, just not the same talent to go with some of the size they have on really either side of the ball. And so Logan was... It will just beat them up. And, and Logan's not a fast team, but they were faster than Juan Diego. So they were really just able to open it up, do a lot of great things on offense. Keaton Pond had like, I think I had him for 286 yards passing, but I think the official was like 294. So my handwritten stats were maybe a little off, but, you know, nearly 300 yards for a guy who's kind of seen as a bit of a game manager quarterback. Uh, Andrew Thornley continues to do wonderfully. He's had 100 yards receiving in both games thus far. He had three touchdowns against Juan Diego. Wow. So he's a talented kid for, for Logan. Uh, so Logan, it, 
you know, being able to beat Juan Diego like that gives some hope, and especially the way the rest of Region 11's playing out, gives you some hope that maybe Logan won't be at the bottom of the, at least the complete bottom of the standings, kind of like, I guess, I predicted. <laughs> I predicted them to be fifth out of sixth. Maybe they won't be there. Uh, some surprises, too. Uh, Green Canyon really struggling to get their footing. Yeah. Offensively, just not finding it right now. Yeah, injury. the injury bug has struck them um, on offense, um, and they're struggling to get over that. They have 13 points this season in two games, uh, which is not good. <laughs> so, Especially not for the team predicted to be the number one team in the region. Yeah, and their question this season was their offense. We predicted their defense would be good. The first game, I think they they lost 3-10. to 10. Yep. So defense did good, offense did not. Second game defense, I think they lost like 43 to 10? 42 to 10. 42 to 10. So not as good on defense, although they were playing a higher classification. Is Pleasant yep, Grove? Pleasant Grove, Pleasant higher Grove. class. Yep. So maybe that can be a bit excused. Um, we'll see how their defense does in Region 11 play. But yeah, that offense does look like a huge question mark right now. Uh, the other game, uh, well, a couple other games, just that um, you know, Skyview uh, on the road took on Wasatch, struggled there 54-20. to 20. Wasatch with just a buzzsaw uh, on the Bobcats. Just, they struggled to slow down Wasatch and struggled at times to get their own offense going. Yeah, and that was curious because um, I didn't really know a ton about Wasatch because they're, aren't they, well, they're 5A, so... I wasn't sure if they were three or five A. So I mean, yeah, higher classification, but they haven't been one of the powerhouses of five A, at least that I'm aware of. And so Skyview is one of those teams. You know, Ridgeline and Green Canyon both lost in week one. They're actually both now zero and two. Yep. Surprise, big surprise there. We thought, well, Skyview won week one, so maybe they're going to kind of live up to the expectations. We both had them at number two in our predictions. So them losing this bad, that was a surprise. Bit of a surprise there. Uh, and then the other one, kind of a similar score and outcome in several of these games, but uh, Ridgeline losing their second game. They lost uh, 43-20 to uh, at Stansbury, and that's a team that's still in search of its own offensive identity. Um, Jackson Olsen um, not playing a, a, under center and has moved, moved out to the wide receiver position. They're just trying to find find their identity offensively but uh, struggling against uh, def- with their defense as well. So kind of a rough start for the Ridgeline Riverhawks. A little bit of a surprise there. Yeah, and don't mind me. I'm just slowly dying. I've got something <laughs> in my throat. So trying to work on that. We'll fix that at the break. But, yeah, uh, yeah. in the first game, Olsen was like their only offense. And I think in the second game, he had a kickoff return touchdown, I believe, uh, which was some of their only uh, scoring um, I hadn't seen the full stats, but I had noticed that somebody else threw a touchdown pass in that game, so I wondered if they'd moved him. I hadn't confirmed that, so yep. obviously you were aware of that. So that certainly is a question where maybe Olsen wasn't quite fit to play quarterback because he's clearly the best offensive player, and you want to try and use him as much as you can. Yeah. And Coach Cox doesn't really seem to want to use his quarterback as a runner and just do everything kind of guy, so... He may want to move him to a different position where he could just 
utilize him and just use a different guy at quarterback. Yeah, so kind of an interesting week, too, throughout high school football uh, for Region 11. A couple other teams of note, Box Elder, really competitive game, but unfortunately coming out on the short end, uh, Provo 44, Box Elder 38. Um, but uh, Box Elder and Mountain Crest will square off against each other this weekend, which could be exciting, an old historic rivalry there. Uh, Preston make the made the trip up to Montana Tech University to play Lakeland. Uh, they've played each other a couple of different times over the years, but Lakeland winning that one in a shutout, twenty-eight to nothing, uh, and then Rich with the win as uh, they've moved to eight-man football and beating Monticello twenty-six to twenty. So hopefully that's the start of a, a new era for Rich High School, which may help them uh, be more competitive in in football. That's been a little bit of a struggle for them. Monticello's my dad's old stopping grounds. That's where he was. Uh, he was a two-sport star for them back in the old uh, late seventies. Uh. Played football and basketball. Wow, there you go. Some Walker traditions down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one generation's worth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they, we got the full scoreboard and on CashValleyDaily.com. If you want to go back and look at it, we have links to go see the replays of games which were available, uh, photo galleries of some of these games. And what's next on the schedule for these teams? A few uh, things just to be noted. Actually, the Ridgeline game at Snow Canyon will actually start at 8 o'clock, not 7. Uh, but we'll have uh, more details on that, updated uh, schedules. Uh, Logan plays on Thursday. Preston plays on Thursday up on Merlin Olson Field. So exciting things for high school football is we get ready for this uh, third week for some of these schools, second week for others, and first week for uh, Westside, Malad, and Bear Lake for their upcoming seasons. Kind of a late start for some of those guys, especially in Idaho. Like, it's freezing up there. <laughs> you can't be starting this late. Maybe they play fewer games. Uh, some of them play fewer games. Playoffs are about the same time. I think they have fewer teams in the playoffs. They have a kind of condensed playoffs where they out do. here we we switch to, like, everybody plays in the playoffs. Right. They have districts, and so your, your district champions – I think your runner-up goes. So it's a it's a much fewer teams who do participate. Yeah. Whereas in Utah, yeah, everybody does the first round, which is a little silly. But uh, eh, it's what they've decided to do. Yeah. So to conclude our discussion here about high school football here on the Full Court Press, um, we're going to call out now for the old gristmill bread and butter play of the game from that Skyview at Wasatch football game Friday night. If you can recall what it was, correctly identify it, uh, we'll get you some free bread at the Old Grist Mill. 435-752-1069. This Keep it on the down low here. is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. 
Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance, and we have a GE front load laundry pair with a 4.8 cubic foot washer and a 7.8 cubic foot dryer for only $17.96 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance, service and sales west on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. Join the show by calling 435 752 1069 or text 435 339 0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you, help get your car up and running again, recharge your air conditioner, whatever it is that's uh, why it's not working, give him a call. He might be able to fix it there on the spot and get you going again. You don't have to worry about trying to find some way to get your broken down vehicle into a shop. Grantham Mobile Automotive comes to you. Call 435-229-4345. Well, uh, congratulations to Neil. Neil correctly identified the old gristmill bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview football game on Friday night. It was a uh, Brighton Williams 77-yard touchdown catch from Carson Thatcher in the first quarter. It got Skyview on the board for the first time. Uh, They were down 14-0 at that point, but uh, big play from uh, Thatcher to Williams. Got them on the board. And uh, at least made it competitive for a little while. Eventually, Wasatch pulled away, winning 45-20. to But uh, big play there from Thatcher to Williams, and that was the old gristmill bread-and-butter play of the game. Congratulations, Neil, calling in and getting that correct. Yeah, a lot of big pass plays. Brother. There were two 70-plus-yard touchdown passes in the Logan-Juan Diego game, one of which was the bread-and-butter play of the game for Logan. 
But I believe that giveaway has already happened. <laughs> Supposed to have happened this morning. Yeah. So, but yeah, they some big plays all around. Obviously, Logan getting the better end of the whole game. True. As opposed to Skyview, but I'm sure Skyview will do just fine. Uh, 5338 on our Full Court Press text line. So based on the Aggie depth chart, last year's starting quarterback at Wyoming will be only number three at USU? Yeah, or like two and a half. It's probably more appropriate, 2.5. Yeah. He's also a guy that became the starter out of necessity, not because he won the job. I think that's that's kind of an important distinction. Yeah. I mean, he played well in games, got, got them to a bowl game. Played very well in the bowl game. So he's he's a solid quarterback. Yeah, and he's that kind of quarterback who can win you some games. You don't like him as your full-time starter for an entire season. And I kind of clarified that uh, with you know, Cooper and Levi because we've talked about this team going like three deeps in terms of quarterbacks you'd feel comfortable having under center. I don't know how I'd feel with, uh, with Cooper or Levi for the entire 12-13 game season. It might only go 12 games if it was – one of those two full time, but if Bonner goes down for you know maybe you know gets a concussion or something like that just for one game, I'd be okay with Coop or Levi because they have enough to get you through a game or even two. Um, and that's what you want out of your backups at the very least, right? And then for you know a guy like Cooper to develop into the guy who will eventually be able to start those games, like, and he's on that track. He's a lot better than when I first saw him play. When I first saw him play, I was like, why this guy, how is this guy a D1 quarterback? First time I saw him throw the ball. And then he's gotten a lot better since then. Right, and, and Levi has made some improvements as well since he arrived on USU's campus. So uh, next year will be very interesting to see how that battle plays out. Um, but one of the guys that either one of them could be throwing to is Justin McGriff. Tall target. The most experienced wide receiver coming back for Utah State uh, with the most yards, most touchdowns in the wide receiver group with guys in experience. But here's a guy who arrived at Utah State under Gary Anderson. Uh, tumultuous season there. Um, came back, improved, had a nice season last year. Uh, other guys, certainly, as we've mentioned, uh, had dynamic seasons uh, along with him, perhaps more did more than what he was able to do, but he's back, an opportunity to continue to grow on that that current path that he's on. And uh, Justin McGriff was uh, made available today to meet with the media and discuss how camp has gone and getting ready for the season opener coming up on Saturday. All right, we've got senior wide receiver Justin McGriff. You guys can go ahead and ask Justin questions. Justin, Jake Nielsen, KSL.com. You've been a guy that the, the coaching staff has been really pleased with uh, throughout fall camp and stuff, how do you feel like you've done in these recent practices this week, and how are you feeling just about your your skill set and ability going into your se- senior season? Uh man, I just just I feel the same way I've been feeling, man. Just staying down, working towards it, toward what I want. Uh, last few practices, you know, we've been throwing the ball, we've been game planning and stuff like that. So you know, we ain't, it ain't been too much really like crazy stuff going on, like a pet, like competition wise, but like. You know, these last few practices, I like how the offense and stuff been rolling. I like how we've been rolling and throwing the ball and stuff. So I feel like my skill set going into this game is going to be smooth. Everything will be smooth. Hey, Justin, Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan. Uh, Coach, 
uh, earlier talked about how probably that wide receiver room had the most changeover of any you know, position group from last year to this year, but highlighted you as you know a, a leader with the, the experience coming back, but also integrating a lot of these new guys. How do you feel like that, that group is coming together with the wide receivers at Utah State coming into the start of the season? Uh, I feel like everybody coming along, man. Like I said before, everybody, you know, everybody's able to make a big play. Everybody's capable of taking anything and turning it into something. So, you know, uh, B. Cobb, Zig, Terrell, Nana, everybody, Cobb and Lauren, everybody's been coming along. I feel everybody getting more acclimated to the system, you know, uh, the splits and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel like everybody getting more comfortable. So, you know, I feel like the, the whole room in general has just made a big push. Justin, just as a follow-up, this is you're going up against a team that uh, has had a lot of changes this year compared to last year. H- how tough is it t- as an as an offense to try to scout what they might do on defense? Uh, I mean, it's kind of tough, you know, kind of trying to game plan and see what defense defense you're going to see different coverages and looks, personnel stuff like that. But you know, our offense is built off a of reaction, and, you know, you know, options. So you know, we're just going to go out there, you know, and just react and uh, you know. And see, you know, have a good game at that point. It's not really too much you can really do, especially with all the change they have. Justin, kind of a follow up to Eric's first question. Um, just with all the turnover, is just the, in the wide receiver group and in team meetings and stuff, is, is the vibe different with having Brian and Nainai and all these guys come back? Nainai was there last year, but all these guys coming in, or is it is it kind of the same thing? And how have you kind of as the leader that you have become, how have you been able to um, keep the standard of expectations and cultures and whatnot? Ah, uh, man, it's, you know, it's still kind of the same. We all still have that same brotherhood, you know. Obviously, it's different guys in the seats, but, you know, the brotherhood of the of the receiver room is always going to be the same. The expectation of going hard every day, I feel like Coach Cephalo do a good job of implementing that, and, you know, and, you know, us older guys going out by example and showing the younger guys how it's supposed to be done and stuff like that. So, man, you know, honestly, I feel like we all, you know, we all bonded in jail really well. You know, there's no real, you know, just deficiency in the room. Everybody, you know, everybody loves everybody in the room. We all love to work. We love work. We love working hard. So, you know, that's kind of really it, man. You know, all of, just a bunch of guys working hard trying to achieve the same goal. Can I ask you about your buddy, Devin Tompkins? Have you been uh... – Keeping up with UT, obviously he's down in your hometown trying to make the Bucks roster. What are your thoughts on him and what he's been doing? Hey man, you know I, I, I you know of course we'd be keeping in contact, but you know, you know he in camp as well, so you know try to take just less stress off him. But man, he's doing everything, you know he he expected what I expected, everybody in Logan expected. So you know I just hope he continues to keep doing what he's doing, keep do, continue to make great plays, D right as well. Out there in Carolina, you know, they you know, holding the standard for the room. So, you know, that's just setting the standard for the rest of the guys following up. Just last year, one more thing. And just speaking of standards and expectations, obviously for the room, but for the team as a whole, just coming off of a, a conference championship team and now coming back for a new year, just what what do you want this team to be defined as as you guys start the season and what, what do you hope to to bring to the table this year as as a whole, not just the wide receiver group? Uh, man, just playing hard, man, and, you know, finishing. That's been our biggest thing. That's what been that's been the biggest thing that's been working for this family is just going hard every day, finishing, executing, doing your job. That's literally all we do, you know, taking care of, taking care of one another. So, you know, when, 
anybody come to Utah State, the first thing I want them to know, like as a team, like know from us when they played us that these guys played their butt off and they're going to play to the whistle blown. Justin Blanfield's Big Blue USC Aggie News. How pleased are you with your individual progress from when you first got here two years ago to where you're at now? Uh, I say I'm very pleased, you know, kind of, you know, you seeing all the hard work you put in outside of the practices and the games and stuff. Everybody else really don't see, you know, kind of seeing it paying off. So, you know, I'm, I say I'm pleased with myself. You know, obviously, you know, there's still room for improvement. Obviously, I don't, you know, I try not to get too complacent with things, but just a, just as progress from the guy that you've seen two years ago to now, I feel like I'm very pleased. So there's Justin McGriff. Oh, man. <laughs> He's great. Love interviewing football players. A lot of them, they they talk like normal human beings. Yeah, As true. opposed to coaches that are like, well, I think that – you know, it'll be an excellent game. And I believe the other coach is splendid. And he's a great guy. He comes from a great coaching tree. But the football players are like, oh, man, this is great. I love all this. We've been practicing so hard. You know, because, like I said, they sound like real people. Yes. And, and that's those are the interviews you want when they sound like they're actually talking to you as opposed to just like a, like a you know, feeding you from a PR machine. Yeah, but Justin McGriff has a big role to play. Uh, he He – I should say he can play a big role. Maybe that's a bigger way to put it. He can play a big role in this Utah State offense. Big target, talented wide receiver, um, hold on to the passes that come his way, and uh, he can make some great plays for USU. He's positioned to be a big-time difference maker for USU, and he, he has that ability. Yeah, and I'm hoping that McGriff is going to do a little bit of what Derek Wright did last year. It's tricky because Wright is better at some of those downfield balls than McGriff is. McGriff has a time has a tough time getting separation and he's yet to show that elite, you know, level of just winning contested catches. Um despite his size, it's kind of weird. Uh but Derek Wright ended up being that uh you know, just mostly get touchdowns. He only had 48 catches as opposed to um Brandon Bowling and Devin Tompkins having like combined 170, 180 catches between them. Wright was limited against only 48 catches, but he had a lot of yards and also 10 touchdowns. So like a, almost a quarter of his of his receptions were touchdowns. He was kind of a specialist that way. Yep. So I'm hoping that McGriff will play something like that, and then Cobbs will maybe be a mix of what Tompkins and Bowling were, and that. Cobbs isn't as dynamic down the field as Tompkins was, but obviously he's a little bigger, so he's got a bit more of that with him. So we'll see exactly how he works out in terms of replacing Bowling and Tompkins. But I think McGriff, if he pans out, will have something akin to what Derek Wright did last year. I totally agree. Uh, he absolutely has that opportunity and can play that role for USU. Uh, another time out here in the full court press on the other side, we'll hear from A.J. Vongpachan, who met with the media today, hear what he has to say uh, about the uh, the defense and uh, his role on that defense. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming up uh, within the next uh, three and a half minutes or so here on the full court press. We'll also need to reveal pick six, how we did on trying to guess what was going to happen this past weekend, uh, who got closest to the mark. We'll discuss that and reveal that coming up next on the full court press. 
A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Need and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? It ended up being a lot every month. This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope. For millions of people, there's radio. Radio? Radio. With zero down and zero per month, radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want, when you want it, for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connections required. Here's my card number. It's 7354... Shh! Don't speak. When you listen to local radio, you'll never need that. <laughs> this, this is so wonderful. Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. <laughs> oh, I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Jenny and I don't often get a chance to just sit and talk. She's so busy. That's what I get for having such a bright and talented daughter. But last Tuesday, she invited me out for a bite to eat at Barrel and Stave, and we talked about old times. It was great. Oh, and handcrafted cocktails and wine were great, too. Barrel and Stave, a relaxed, comfortable atmosphere, makes for the perfect place to wind down after a long day at work or connect on a nice night out. Barrel and Stave, good feelings, great food, exceptional experience. Located at 33 Federal Avenue, open Tuesday through Saturday at 4 p.m. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric Franson and the grooving Jason Walker across the way. Digging the bump music today. Uh, four, three, five. <laughs> My microphone's off again. No, it's good. Oh, You're is on. it? You're on. Couldn't hear it in my headset. <laughs> it's because you're you're getting down to the groove too much. <laughs> getting jiggy with it. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in on our full court press text line, uh, a couple of texts come have come through during the break. Five eight seven nine. Do you guys have a Byron Vaughn's interview? That dude is hilarious. Uh, we don't have one that we've done ourselves for this fall camp. I know Al Lewis did one with him. 
And you can listen to that on our podcast feed. You have to go back. It was the July 28th, I want to Late say. July, yeah, probably about a month ago. Um, but uh, that will not be the last that you'll hear from Byron Vaughn. I will. Yeah, he'll be around. He'll have a few post-game, you know, after a big game or something like that. Yeah. Or just being one of the defensive leaders. He'll be around. And there may be a way that we find a way to get him on here. Uh, 9315, you would think Justin would be amazing this year, so he has something to show the NFL. It would be sad to have his size and not make the NFL. If he has a huge year, I mean, Derek Derek Wright basically did that. He was basically a nobody. And now he's... On the Panthers, survived the first cuts. Second cuts are tomorrow, I believe. They're going from, I think, 85 to 80. He once again led Panthers wide receivers in their exhibition game. Yeah. So he's looking good. He's 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 playing his part perfectly. The same part he played at Utah State he's doing with Carolina. So he's doing really well on those medium to long routes. So we'll we'll see if he and uh, Devin Tompkins and a few others uh, survive the, the next round of cuts before the really big one, which goes from 80 to 53. Uh, five three three eight. Coaches have really talked up McGriff this season, but based on what I've seen the last two years, color me skeptical. I don't know if I could have said it better myself. Where <laughs> it's like, all these things make me want to believe in Justin McGriff, and believe me, I want to believe in him. I've talked up his potential. We've both talked up his potential. But yeah, I've seen two years of Justin McGriff, and I've been largely unimpressed. What I will say is what I will continue to say. In fact, it was really said best from the offensive coordinator, Anthony Tucker. Justin McGriff will be as good as he wants to be. Yeah, he's he's got all the tools. I mean, I was watching one of the drills that they posted on social media, and he moved really smooth for a 6'6 guy, and I was like, how does a guy that moves that smoothly, is that tall? How is he not the best wide receiver on this team? Yeah, he has that potential. Look, uh, two years ago, he hardly did anything. Last year... Over 400 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, well, it's what happens when you guy go from a guy who's about as good at throwing the ball as I am <laughs> to Logan Bonner. That's something to do with it. <laughs> but, look, he had nice progression as a player, and let's hope to see that continue. Uh, but one of the other players who has progressed nicely on the defensive side, A.J. Vongpachon, uh, he met with the media today, talked about his growth as a player, the team where they're at, and trying to prepare for a team that – has so many new transfers, a new coach. It's hard to try to predict what they might face on Saturday. So here's A.J. Vongpachan earlier today. A.J. Vongpachan, again, please identify yourself when asking questions. Uh, you can go ahead. Hey, Jake Nielsen, KSL.com. Just uh, initial impressions. How stoked are you to be uh, starting the season? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I know a lot of the guys are really excited as well. Just... Uh, just coming off last season, and uh, just excited to start this new journey with the new, with the with the guys and um, some of the new guys as well. AJ Jake Ellis, uh, Utah Statesman. What do you think of the new jerseys uh, that were just announced today? The white ones with the stripes, uh, Merlin Olsen throwbacks. Yeah, I just I just saw that this morning uh, from the from the video they dropped. But I, I think they're really cool. I think I'm excited to wear them and uh, uh, see see how they fit. AJ, Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan. Um, your assessment of how fall camp has gone and, and getting ready for game one, do you feel like you guys are, are there? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought fall camp went really well. Um, just coming off last season, it's the second year in our defense. So, 
you know, I think I thought things went really, really smoothly, and uh, we transitioned really fast, especially with the with the filling with filling spots from the transfer portal and kind of the incoming guys. But um, you know, I think the guys who came in bought bought into the program, and uh, you know, I think as a group, we're we're uh, we're excited and ready to go. And then just a quick follow-up, Coach is very high on just your personal development, not just on the field, but also as a, a leader in the defense. Do you, how do you feel about that assessment and the role that you're playing this year? Yeah, no, that was, that was something that I uh, wanted to f- heavily focus, uh, especially this offseason, just, just being more vocal and, uh, you know, kind of leading, leading by example and kind of just helping the younger guys out and uh, kind of just the guys around me um, succeed. So that's been a huge focal point for me and uh, it's something that I'm continuing to work on for sure. AJ, how's your, uh, your chemistry developed with, uh, with MJ since you guys have both, or since he's coming to the program and, how are you guys gonna sort of just work together and kind of kind of fit at that linebacker spot? <clears throat> yeah, no, I thought I thought I thought he's done a really really good job just uh, ever since he stepped in in the spring or whenever he came in. But uh, I think he's just done a really good job of just learning the playbook, um, you know, just attention to detail and kind of just being being out there more comfortably. And uh, I think I think he's done a really good job, and I'm I'm excited to play with him. AJ Eric Franson again. Just how difficult is it for you as a player trying to scout a team that has so many transfers, a new coach, trying to set a new tone for their program, and uh, trying to be opportunistic against a team with some inexperience and, and has struggled in the previous years? Uh, yeah, it's a little difficult, but at the same time, you know, we're just worried about ourselves, especially week one with uh, kind of a new scheme. They're, they're having a new coaching staff and whatnot, like you said. But uh, I think at the end of the day, we've just been f- primarily focused on ourselves uh, and kind of just doing our job. Uh, so coming, so when it is week one uh, coming out, uh, we'll be ready to go and uh, locked in. So AJ, Patrick Mayhorn with the egg ship. You've got a, a pretty good halfback on the uh, – on the docket here in Nate Carter to have to go up against. What have you seen from him on film? What are you What are you expecting to, to see from him on Saturday? Yeah, I think he's a really good back. Um, you know, I know he's going to come here Saturday and uh, give it his best. And ultimately, we're just going to have to uh, play our best ball because uh, at the end of the day, regardless of what they did in previous years, we know that they're going to come and um, and show out for sure. AJ Brian Phillips with USU Big Blue USU Aggie News. Um, You've got a couple of newcomers sprinkled in to the depth chart here, but for the most part, it's not necessarily starters that are back, but there's a lot of experience returning from last season. How's that helped you guys gel as a defense and helped you integrate guys like Gerv and, and MJ and, and Danny Greshik? Yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot of the experienced guys are returning as well. Um, so that just helped helped a ton especially with the new guys I mean I think I think it's been a seamless transition to be honest from uh, spring to fall camp those guys just buying in uh, buying into the program and kind of what we do here and so you know I'm really excited to see what those how those guys are going to play on Saturday and uh, you know I think they do really really well so there's AJ Vong Pachan the uh, returning linebacker for Utah State um, he was uh, where was he on our top 25 was he number 10 uh, I I th- he was on our list he uh, was number five. He was number five. That's right. I believe he wears number ten. Yes, maybe that's what I was throwing me off. Yeah, he was in the top five. Justin McGriff coming in at number. Justin McGriff was ten. I number believe. ten on our list. So and I believe he also wears number ten. Yes, he does. <laughs> so. It's a number ten day. <laughs>
Uh, so comments or questions about uh, what you heard from AJ Vong Pachan or from Justin McGriff? Love to hear from me on our full court press text line, 435-339-0321. We'll hear more. We'll, we'll turn our attention more towards UConn as the week progresses. We're also going to give our our breakdowns and predictions for the upcoming 2022 football season for USU. We haven't given our predictions yet. Now that fall camp is over, uh, I feel better about trying to have a feeling and an assessment of what this team is really going to look like for this upcoming season. Jason and I will give our predictions later this week, invite you to do the same, uh, and uh, how you feel about this team moving forward and considering the opponents that they face as well. It's a big deal. Uh, so, anyways, that's, that will be coming up in a future show. But first, on the other side of this timeout, we're going to get into our pick six results. How did we do in trying to predict the things from this upcome or this past weekend? Uh, several former Aggies were part of this uh, pick six. How they do in their NFL preseason games? So that's coming up on Full Court Press in about three and a half minutes from now. Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're at 615 North Main. And they've got a great selection of trucks and SUVs, which have all been specially customized for your next adventure, whether it's hauling trailers, hauling kids, uh, going up into the mountains. Uh, Mountain West Motor has a unique selection of vehicles that, like we said, have been customized for you. So go check out the best model and the best vehicles for you and what you're looking for at 615 North Main in Logan, or just check them out online at mwmotor.com. This is Deputy Brad Nelson with the Cache County Sheriff's Office. Schools are back in session throughout the valley, which means kids are going to be out on the roads during the morning and afternoon commutes. Law enforcement will be patrolling school zones where the speed limits are 20 miles per hour. Also, watch out for crosswalks and crossing guards. We're asking citizens to be alert while driving and help us keep kids safe. Thank you. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium takes us outside our everyday lives into a world of discovery. It's a chance to explore our innate curiosity, discover animals from around the world, and experience the all-new outdoor plaza and eco. More to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. 
Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, recapping a lot of different things from the weekend. And one of those on a Monday is always recapping how well we did in our pick six. The six things we try to predict that might happen for the weekend. So uh, let's get through those. Uh, it started out with Garrett Cole. Earned runs for the Yankees while he was on the mound versus the Blue Jays. Uh, the line was set at two and a half. He gave up four. Uh, you took the over. I took the under. So that's one for Jason. Um, Asia Wilson. Did I pronounce that right? I believe so. I may have said I, I got it wrong last time. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't consider myself an expert on WNBA pronunciation. She plays for the Aces. Uh, they were playing Mercury on Saturday and uh, set the line at eight and a half rebounds for her. She only got four. I took the over. You took the under. 2-0 for Jason. This was interesting. The combined yards of Devin Tompkins, Derek Wright, Darwin Thompson, and Jalen Warren, former Aggies in NFL preseason games over the weekend. Well, Tompkins had 38 yards. Wright had 32. Thompson had 34 rushing, 7 receiving. And Warren had only 3. So the combined total was 114. The line was set at 75.5. I took the over... Jason took the under. Yeah, that was a mistake as soon as I said it. But it was a good day for Tompkins uh, and Wright. They both led their teams in receiving. Yeah, good days for them. Darwin Thompson had a nice day running the ball for Seattle, too. Uh, Region 11 football wins on Friday night. Line was set at three and a half. We both took the under. We were both correct. There were only three. So at this point, Jason's got three. I've got two. Uh, Jordan Love passing yards for the Green Bay Packers. Line was set at 140.5, He threw four, 113 yards. You took the under, I took the over. So you've got four correct. I only have two. So we come down to our last one. Uh, it's not really going to matter. Uh, goals and assists by Severino for Real Salt Lake versus uh, in their game versus Vancouver. Line was set at one and a half. Didn't happen. They only scored one goal. Uh, so I took the under. You took the over. I had three. You got four. There we go. The unbeaten streak <laughs> continues. Still going, Jason baby. Walker. Tiebreaker didn't matter. I didn't even look it up. Didn't look it up. Oh, yeah, it was. It was uh, Cowboys at Chargers. Yeah, that's what it was. We picked the score. I don't remember what I picked. I didn't even look at the score. So We both picked the Chargers to win. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm salty. <laughs> you should be. It'll make you better. At least uh, this time you were closer. It was It was close. I think it was like 6-2 to two last week. Yeah, you like totally wiped the floor with me <laughs> last week. Uh, so uh, we, you've heard from Coach Anderson. Uh, we've heard from him more so last hour. We heard from Justin McGriff. We've heard from A.J. Vong Pachan. If you want to go back and listen to any of that, you can go find the, the audio on our podcast feed. You can find it on 1069thefan.com, on the 1069thefan mobile app. Uh, Trying to make that more available, easier to access. Uh, if you want to go back and rewatch some of the games from high school football, you can do that as well on Cash Valley Daily. The scoreboard's there with links to see the replays and more of that to come with an exciting week coming up this week. Yeah, a lot of good games, and obviously the I'm looking forward to the Thursday night game. Hopefully it uh, doesn't last too long because I have to get up on Friday morning. <laughs> Bright and early. <laughs> Bright and early. 
Preston starts at 6.30, uh, Logan at 8.30, at least that's on the schedule. A couple games on Friday at 7. Uh, Ridgeline plays at 8 at Snow Canyon, but we'll have all the games, all the coverage on CashValleyDaily.com as well as our family radio stations. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you have a great night.